everybody, what's going on? Rob Cisternino here with a very special on-the-road exit interview here in Manhattan. We did our live know-it-alls show last night at Gotham Comedy Club. It was a lot of fun and had a great time. Got to see a lot of the listeners to the podcast. Got to see a lot of survivors. And uh, we got to have a lot of fun late night last night, but it's an early morning here today, and we're not missing a beat because we are having our exit interview here today, and I'm going to be speaking with Nina in just a bit. I also spoke with Spencer already this morning, and it was a late night for him, uh, and uh, you were going to hear my conversation with him. Then what we're going to do a little bit differently is that we're going to have the voicemails for the podcast. I'm going to do that on Monday once I get back to the studio and things calm down just a little bit. Now, if you want to watch the video of last night's show or listen to the audio, both are up on robhaswebsite.com. Scott St. Pierre worked overtime last night to get everything up so quickly. So if you want to go check that out, go to robhaswebsite.com, click on the show page, and you can watch the video or listen to the audio. And then, of course, we're going to talk with Nina, and then we're going to check in with Jordan Kalish, who is going to be in person with us for this week in Survivor History, a very special edition. So I see that we have Nina here on the line, so let's go ahead and patch her in. Nina, are you there? Hi, Rob. Nina, good morning. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Oh, very good. It's nice to talk to you, but I I wish we weren't talking so soon. I know. Me too. Yes. All right. I wish we... Didn't have to talk at all until the very end. Yes. Well, Nina, anyway, good to have you on the podcast and uh, have a lot of questions that I want to ask you about your time on on the show. I I would just uh, love to know from you if you feel like the other people in the no collar tribe gave you uh, a fair shot. No, I don't feel like I got a fair shot at all. Yes. Now, do you feel like it was mostly because of your uh, communication uh, differences of being able to hear them as well as they could hear each other? Um, I think that it was, yeah, the fact that I was deaf coupled with the fact that I was 30 years older than most of them on my tribe. Um, You know, the reason that I feel that way is when we first got to the beach, the first thing Joe said to me was, Nina, are you going to be able to do challenges? And I said, yeah, I could do challenges. Why? And he's like, well, you can't hear. And I was like, well, no, that's not going to make a difference at all. And he said, yeah, but what if we have a calling challenge? And I said, well, then I'm the caller. And he's like, but what if we're yelling out to you during a challenge? You won't be able to hear us. And I said, Joe, it's not going to make a difference. I could do the challenges. I have every confidence I can do the challenges. So, you know, right there, day one, he planted the seed that he already had doubts that my hearing was going to impact winning challenges and looked at me more as a liability instead of an asset. And I had Vince telling me that the the girls um, didn't like me because I was deaf. We're going to, you know, vote me out because I was deaf. So, you know, I had a lot coming at me from the get-go that made me feel like, you know, they, they don't like me out here because I can't hear. And it was tough. You know, I'm human. It was tough hearing that. Yeah. Now, that's surprising because Joe seemed to me to be the person that seemed, uh, and maybe Vince more so, but Joe seemed extremely sensitive to uh, what you were going through out there. Yeah, he seemed really sensitive to what I was going through out there. However, 
the fact that Joe has been around deaf people and his mom has, you know, teaches or has been around deaf people says that he knows how deaf people struggle in the hearing world. So he has the background knowing that me being deaf was going to present some struggle for me. So he was worried about that and that, you know, he, he had the knowledge of that. Um, maybe if he didn't know and hadn't worked with, you know, or been around deaf people, maybe he wouldn't know that we struggle a little bit. You know, I could have spun it and they would have not known I was struggling, but you know, he did know, he knew I would struggle. Nina, in the challenge last night, there was a point where Joe, it seemingly Joe was the person calling the shots. You know, Nina, go ahead. You go wait for us while we go through there. And Jeff was going nuts that they weren't including you in putting the holes uh, in the bucket. Did you know at the time that this was happening uh, that, you know, you felt like this was because uh, that uh, of your hearing? I knew that that me being sidelined like that was the did you ask if it would have something to do with my hearing? Yes, yes. Oh, no, I had no clue. I mean, I didn't really think it had anything to do with my hearing at all. Um, I really didn't know why Joe wanted to sideline me like that. But I knew after that first bucket came up and I could see that there, we hardly had any water in it, I knew at that point I needed uh, to help plug holes. And I even told them, hey, let me stay back here and help me help you guys plug holes. And they were like, no, no, just go, just go. You know, so I took a hit for the team and went, okay, I'll do this. It's a stupid idea, but, you know, you only have a split second to either not listen to them or to listen to them. And I guess I chose to listen to them, and I went back. But eventually, I'm like, you know, I, I, I really need to help you guys plug holes. Let me stay back here and help you plug holes. And eventually, it's like, okay, yeah, help us plug holes. But, you know, by then, it was too late. Um, but, no, at no point did I think that the Joe was doing that to me because I couldn't hear do I really didn't know why until we went back to camp and I asked him. And that's what they said? Yeah, I went back to camp and I asked Joe, I said, you know, what the heck? How, what was that? And he said, well, you know, Nina, you struggled in the first challenge with the high stuff. And we were afraid you were going to trip and get in our way. And I'm like, are you serious? Because we did not even have a high step. And I'm sure I wasn't the only one tripping, but the, you know, I would have done fine. We would not have lost that challenge. If you would have just let me help you guys plug the holes. That was just a, a stupid reason, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Let's go back to last week's episode because uh, that was really a, a lot of things ended up going kind of crazy in, in that episode. So you guys end up having the good fortune that they're going to split the vote. And then you were able to, had Will voted with you guys, you guys could have voted out Jen in the last tribal council. But it seemed like from the episode, after the conversation that you had with... Uh, sorry, the, the conversation that you had with Will, it seemed like that that was the turning point when you asked him how he was doing because of Vince's concern about his health. Do you feel like that was the point in which Will wanted to vote out Vince? I, I did have that feeling while we were having the conversation. It was a really long conversation, and it got to the point where I really just wanted Will to not portray himself as somebody who was um, 
exhausted and tired from the challenge, and I wanted him to portray himself more as I can do this. And so I guess in a way I was trying to give him a pep talk, and it went south. And, you know, I, I blurted out that, you know, Vince was concerned. Vince wasn't the only one concerned, you know, about Will's health. Everybody was concerned, you know, that he wasn't going to be able to perform real well in challenges. But, um, yeah, it was it was... It was a bummer. I mean, you know, we, we continued the conversation even after um, what you guys saw on TV. And I was 100% convinced that Will was okay with the vote, that he was still going to vote out Jen, that he could see the logic in having, you know, being in a three-person alliance as opposed to a four-person alliance, that we would have absolute control over the tribe at that point as far as, you know, if we did go to tribal council anymore, we'd be able to pick them off. Um, I mean, he convinced me that, yeah, he no, don't worry about it, Nina. I, I'm voting for Jen. That's what we're doing. So I was completely shocked when he voted for Vince. So what did you say to Will after that tribal council, after he decides to vote out Vince? I really didn't say a whole lot to him. I mean, I, I turned around and said, hey, did you vote for Vince? And he said, no, I voted for Jen. I'm like, you didn't vote for Jen. Vince and I voted for Jen. He's like, no, no, I don't know who Vince voted for. And I'm like, no, he really tried. It was a whole day before he finally fessed up and said, okay, I voted for Vince. But he really tried to convince me that he voted um, for Jen. And I knew he hadn't. And, you know, I mean, I was disappointed. I really felt betrayed because he really, really had me convinced that he was going to vote for, for, uh, Jen. Um, you know, Will was a friend to me out there. He, he was in my lines. He was a friend. We had lots of long, nice conversations. Vince, or I'm sorry, Will was the first person on the beach to even ask me about my implants and even show that he was actually interested in how they worked and stuff. You know, so we had a really nice relationship when we were out there. So I felt a huge betrayal when when he didn't vote with me and vote Jen out. Now, in the show, it seemed like from the edit that the other two women that were out there with you and Jen and Haley uh, were very unfair to you and they weren't inclusive uh, with you. Is that an accurate portrayal of how it was or is that more of a product of the edit? No, I think that was an accurate portrayal of how it was. Um, I think the fact that me being deaf coupled with the fact that I... Um, I'm 30 years older than them. They mm. just didn't have anything in common with me. Um, they're young. I don't think they really know how to behave around someone with a disability. Um, Jen had a hard time even looking me in the eye and talking to me. You know, I think it made them uncomfortable. I don't know if it made them uncomfortable because of my hearing or it made them uncomfortable feeling like they were out there with somebody that's old enough to be their mom. I don't know. But they did exclude me. There were times where we sat around as a tribe and we talked. Um, but there were times when I felt very much like an outsider. Like they, you know, I, there was a point when they were out in the ocean together and I went out in the ocean and walked over to them because I thought, okay, I really need to, you know, talk to them and socialize. So I went out there with them and I looked at them and I, I just said, hey, girls, real nice. They both looked at me, turned around, and walked away. That's when I knew I was not a part of 
their click. And Nina, you would have gone out skinny dipping with them if they invited you? No, I would not have gone out skinny dipping with them. You just um, wanted to be asked. I just wanted to be asked. And you know, that's one thing <laughs> in Survivor, in those first few days, you know, or that first seven day period, you need to be united. It doesn't matter if you like someone on your tribe or not. You need to hold it together. You need to be in, united. You need to make the, the people in your tribe feel like they're important. And it's that that's going to help you win challenges. Mm-hmm. Once you start excluding people and making them feel like an outsider, it breaks them down emotionally and takes a toll on them. You know, I gave 110% in the challenges when I was, quote unquote, allowed. Um, but, you know, yeah, I was, I was emotional out there. It was tough. It was tough being an outsider. I've never been an outsider in my whole entire life. So it was really tough thing for me. And that's the point I was, that you guys don't see on TV that I was trying to make with, with Jen and Haley is, you know, it's not that I wanted to go skinny dipping with you. It's that I want you guys to make me feel like I'm part of the tribe. We need to be strong as a tribe. You guys are playing as if it's an individual thing. It's not an individual thing. You know, you you need to be strong as a tribe. And it just didn't come up. It didn't come across that way. Okay. Nina, two more quick things. Uh, First, uh, what was Vince like in real life? I love Vince. Yes. He... I told him, you know, you're just an eccentric person. I love eccentric people. I love people who are different. I love people who aren't like me because you can carry on a conversation with them and learn a lot about different aspects of life and stuff. So he had a lot to bring into a conversation that wasn't things I knew about. So, you know, I love people who are different. And that was one thing I loved about Vince is he was you know, able to, you know, carry on really great, interesting conversations with me. Now, Nina, I played Survivor with the first ever deaf contestant in yes. Christy Smith in, in Survivor yep. the Amazon. Yes. yes. And, and I was just interested, interested to know from you, how much did you know about her struggle in the Amazon, which I, a lot of people have said was very similar to what you ended up going through uh, with not being included in the tribe that she was on of all women? Yeah. You know, um, your season was so long ago, and I don't have a copy of it, and I really wanted to watch it before I left, but... You know, what I remember about the struggles that she went through, I think her and I did go through a lot of the same struggles. Um, It may have been a little different in the fact that I still can hear. It's just not 100% like your hearing is going to be. But as far as the struggles um, that she went through and that I went through as far as feeling like an outsider, um, yeah, I feel like we went through a lot of the same things, but I think hers were maybe a little bit more intense than mine were. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Well, Nina, very nice to talk to you. And uh, I hope you uh, enjoyed the time that you were out there on the show. Uh, I know that we watched the show. We did a live uh, know-it-alls in front of a big audience uh, last night. And when you got voted off, the crowd was very unhappy. They wanted Will to go home. So uh, you had a a lot of fans in the crowd last night. So Nina, all the best to you. And uh, hopefully I'll see you at the finale. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Take care, Nina. Bye. Uh, bye-bye. All right, everybody. There you have it. That was Nina here on the podcast. And uh, we got to hear what her take was on everything here. Survivor Worlds Apart. All right, let's switch gears a little bit to talk with a man who, who really uh, needs no introduction. But we may have uh, one for him. Anyway, here he is with me in person. It's Jordan. Jordan, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Rob? Jordan, are you ready to talk about this week in Survivor history? I am. I'm very excited. I met uh, a bunch of these uh, survivors yesterday, and one of them is actually going to come up in this week in Survivor history. Somebody's going to just come up to the room? Someone is going to just come up to the room. They're just going to show up, but it's not the uh, the two people who we're referencing right now. Okay. Uh, so, Jordan, I feel bad because I'm here with you in person, and I know that all, all, through all this time, yeah, I feel like um, I've gotten I butchered your name so many times. Uh, and we have this intro, and we keep uh, we keep getting it wrong. So what I did was Ryan Elder, who is the composer for this week in Survivor history. Uh, I had him go back. You you explained last week the correct pronunciation of your name. So yes. I told him go back, listen to the podcast, re-record the intro for Jordan. He spells it out how to pronounce the name. So he sent me the new the new version. Now, I haven't listened to it yet. Let's so see, yeah, let's see. Let's see how he did. Okay, so this is uh, let's let's start the this week in Survivor history segment. This week in Survivor history with your host Jordan. Every kiss begins with K. Fishbach. Well, um, at least he didn't mispronounce my last name, but right, that's of, what you like. Every every, uh, every kiss, kiss begins, begins with K. And yes. then, <laughs> every kiss begins with K fish, and then it rhymes with the first syllable of fishback. That's actually not my last name, though. That's just how I described <laughs> how to pronounce my last name. Oh, it is pronounced Kalish. Kalish. Yes. Okay. All right. So I apologize for that. I will. I will go back with Ryan and see if we can just try to get this right. I, yes. you, you work very hard on this, and I want to try to make sure that we get this get this figured out. Right, mm-hmm. Ryan, if you're uh, listening to me now, I want you to get it right next week. You're, you have you make a you send out a great product, but it's got to be right. <laughs> you need accuracy. It's got to be right. Okay. Well, Jordan, uh, very nice to have you here in in, in person uh, for the show, and uh, very nice to he- be here with you live to talk about this week's sponsor that we've talked about uh, uh, so many times on this week in Survivor history, and those are our friends over at Nature Box. Oh, I love the Nature Box. I wish I had some Nature Box to give you so you could see just how great it is, because I know when I'm on the road, and believe me, I definitely could have used some smart snacking choices on this trip, uh, because living out of a suitcase is uh, is tough. I could use delicious, healthy snack options from Nature Box. I know. I had to go to McDonald's last night after no, Know It All. That's a terrible choice. Terrible choice. Ter- I, and you're regretting that today, right? 
Uh, yes, I am regretting that today very much. Well, I'm regretting more things than that today, <laughs> but the, the McDonald's is one of them. Because with over 100 nutritionist-approved snacks, NatureBox has something for everyone, all with zero artificial flavors, colors, uh, no artificial sweeteners, no gram trans fat, no high fructose corn syrup. Uh, you'll find great snacks that will get you through the afternoon slump, which I think I'm going to hit uh, very shortly after this. Uh, and maybe Spencer might too. Uh, when you're hungry and irritable, grab some pistachio power clusters, some Big Island pineapples, some peanut butter nom noms. Ooh, Jordan. the nom noms. Love the nom noms. Yes. Yeah. What about the, the dark cocoa almonds? <laughs> oh, they're fantastic. So now uh, you could try Nature Box for free with a trial box with five of the most popular snacks. Uh, get your free snacks by going to naturebox.com slash RJP. You know you're going to snack. Get smart about it with Nature Box. Go to naturebox.com slash RJP and get a free trial box of delicious snacks. All right, Jordan, where are we going this week? We're going to go back to Survivor, the Australian Outback. And that was me hitting the ding. Yes. I, ne- I never really get to do that since, uh, since we're never live in the studio together. So this is March 8th, uh, 2001, 14 years ago this past Sunday. 3801. 3801. And this is the merge episode of Survivor, the Australian Outback. Yes. So, of course, the Kucha and the Ogakor tribe, uh, after unfortunately losing uh, Mike Scoop into uh, a terrible burn, um, we, uh, we saw the, uh, the Kucha and Ogakor tribe merge. Uh, the way that they did it, actually, they first had the men go to one camp and the women go yes. to another camp, and they were able to bond. The guys had some bro time. The girls uh, were able to uh, talk about uh, Colby. and Well, this wasn't the episode with Colby and the chocolate. Yeah, they but, talked about like cooking and stuff like that. Yes, they, they were always talking about food, the girls on... Uh, on Survivor the Australian Well, you Outback. had some of the most uh, food-obsessed survivors in Survivor history in that uh, between uh, Jerry and Amber and uh, they like to talk about food. Uh-huh. And then you also had uh, Keith, who was a chef, and uh, yes. Jerry didn't like the way that he made the rice. That's true. So a lot of uh, a lot of food talk in this season. And then, of course, Tina had to go out and find the rice. So food food was definitely a theme <laughs> Big food on, uh, on this season. They definitely ate when they were when they were out in Survivor. Okay, so they talked about the merge. Yes, they talked about the merge. And the the main strategy here, uh, where the tribes were very very cognizant not to let the other tribe know who had previous votes, because mm-hmm. the way that the tiebreaker used to work is that if there was a tie and they were merging 5-5, five, five, uh, the person who had the most previous votes was sent home. And this would definitely come into play towards the end of the episode. Yes. Um, poor Jeff Varner. Yes. Poor Jeff Varner. Uh, he had a vote cast against him by uh, Deb Eaton of all people. Yes. Which uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't rock to get uh, voted <laughs> out by, by Deb Eaton uh, when she was the first one to go and you, and you make the merge. But unfortunately, Kimmy Kaffenberg actually in a previous episode before she was voted out, and we spoke about her the other day, um, she had actually let the Ogacore tribe know that Jeff uh, received the vote. And this ended up screwing him and it ended up really screwing the, uh, the Kucha tribe in the end. Yeah, I think it was Tina that asked her. Yeah, Tina, Tina asked her, and she uh, she told her, "Can we?" Uh, she had, had a big problem. mouth. Yeah, she did. She had a problem with uh, literally with, and figuratively. I know you a huge mouth, and it, it really <laughs> it really cost it really cost uh, Jeff Farner, who was a great character. I actually wish uh, they would have um, brought him back at some point. Yes, I nominated that moment for the Survivor Hall of Fame for when they were inducting tribal councils. I, I nominated that tribal council. I know that's why I had to bring it up on uh, this Thank week in Survivor you. history. Thank you. 
Um, so now the second moment we're going to talk about, and uh, this is very relevant to uh, to today's podcast. And this is a guy who I actually met in person for the la- for the first time last night. Uh, Spencer Bledsoe is very important in this episode. A lot of people say you sound like. A lot of people do say I sound like. You know, the two things that people came up to me at Know It Alls yesterday, we've, we've spoken about almost every Survivor season together. No one ever talks about uh, Survivor to me when they come up. They, <laughs> they say, is it Kalish or Kalish? Or you sound just like Spencer. Wow. So, See, I I don't really hear that that you sound like Spencer. I didn't used to hear it, but I've heard him in like I've, I've the gone video back and you I've listened did, to his video. Yeah, I did. I was tricked when um, uh, in the video you did, but I feel like you don't um, sound alike. But I did fall for it in the video. Uh, well, you had the whole Spencer montage, and you know my my mom's even told me that she thinks I sound like Spencer. Okay. So I guess if she if she thinks I do, I probably there probably is some sort of uh, resemblance. Um, but this is an episode Survivor Kagayan. This is actually one year ago today, March twelfth, two thousand fourteen. Um, this is the episode where the Brains Tribe went to uh, Tribal Council for the third time in four episodes. Um, uh, Spencer had previously voted with Garrett when he went home. So Spencer thought he was next on the chopping block and he almost did go home. It was all up to Cass and Tosh to either keep Spencer or keep Jatia. And, um, I think it was partly based on Jatia's terrible performance in the, uh, the blindfold immunity challenge where she couldn't lift the, uh, I think it was a stick or some sort of uh, tool and put it on top of the, uh, the pulley that they had to, uh, mm-hmm. to, uh, bring up to win the challenge and they would have won. Uh, so Jatia really screwed them in the challenge, and I think they just felt that with all of Jatia's outbursts, uh, Spencer was a more reliable alliance member going forward. Yeah, and they were proved correct. They were they were proved correct, and it turned out that Cass was the one that really uh, ended up screwing, screwing them over. <laughs> yeah, but this this was a great episode. And actually, I spoke to Spencer about this last night, and he had no idea. He said he really got nothing from Cass or Tasha if it were going to be him or if wow, it, if it was going to be Jatia. You're like uh, Aaron Andrews, like uh, going behind the scenes and and talking to people to get the research. I make my show notes throughout the week. If, if I'm going to meet someone that I'll be talking about, I'm going to interview him. I mean, he, he didn't know it was an Has interview. Has that happened before? It's never happened before. <laughs> I, I mean, how often do I, I meet survivors? I mean, know, know-it-alls live, reality game masters. These are really the only times that I, that I see these people. All right. Well, Jordan, you're, you're doing a, a hell of a job. Stick to the plan. Thank you. Uh, and uh, great work on this week in Survivor History. If you want to follow Jordan on Twitter, he's at Jordan... Every kiss begins with K Fishback on Twitter, yes. right? It's at, at Jordan Kalish on Twitter. <laughs> oh, okay. Or is it Kalish? I, I, I don't even know now, Rob. <laughs> I don't know. I, <laughs> and I, I met my, my, my cousin, Ariel Kalish Glassman. I called her by the wrong name, so I don't, I'm very confused. Yes. Okay. Well, Jordan, thank you. Great, great job coming up here today to uh, record this. And uh, you guys will hear my interview with Spencer. That'll be the next podcast coming up here on RHAP. Also, check out our Road to the Podcast Awards specials that we've been doing uh, all week long, where Nicole and I are talking about your all of your questions, asking uh, one question a day from you guys, uh, or answering one question a day from you guys, and uh, reminding you guys that Rob's podcast nominated for not one but two podcast awards, which you could vote for daily at podcastawards.com. Also, a big shout out to Scott St. Pierre, who has done a fantastic job over these last, uh, really, for well, the last couple months, but really the last couple days has been, uh, he's really been, uh, you know, the number one MVP of RHAP, uh, getting all these shows up for you guys to listen to while I'm on the road. So thanks to Scott, and take care, everybody, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Bye.